for watching We the People. I'm Rishika Barua. It's been a decade since the Prevention of Sexual Harassment Act came into place. A recent report in the Mint has pointed to a 70% surge in sexual harassment complaints during the financial year 2023 as compared to the previous year. India's top IT firms and banks are in the list of companies that are reporting this huge surge in cases. Look at that list. Wipro, Infosys. Tech Mahindra, HDFC, Intech, Kotak Bank, etc. All of these top companies of India are on that list. Now, while the rise in sexual harassment cases is worrying, it also does point to a more encouraging trend, if I may say so, of cases being reported, meaning more women coming forward to fight harassment in the workplace. But should we pack ourselves on the back just yet? The answer is no. The Supreme Court recently flagged serious lapses in the implementation of the Porsche Act and called it, quote-unquote, a sorry state of affairs. The court has given eight weeks to government ministries and bodies to comply with mandates of the 2013 Act and asked for status reports on the internal complaint committees. Now, there are workplaces in India, several workplaces in India, which still do not have internal complaint committees to address complaints of sexual harassment. According to a report in the Indian Express, 16 out of India's 30 national sports federations, for instance, do not have an internal complaints committee. This is a similar story that plays out across many sectors. India's women wrestling champions led a month-long protest over sexual harassment complaints against the Wrestling Federation of India President and BJP Member of Parliament, Bridge Bhushan Sharan Singh. What has been done? Well, it's all out there in the public domain. Another striking example of the same is the Priya Ramani versus MJ Akbar case. While ultimately she did win the defamation suit that was filed against her, the allegations against him has still not been proven in a court of law. So until these incidents of sexual harassment are meted out with exemplary punishment under the Posh Act, complaints by women will continue to pile up. And while we may look at that as an encouraging trend, the question is, will justice ever truly be served? Tonight on the show, we ask, with this surge in reporting, are we really better prepared? Or are our workplaces perhaps headed in a direction that is more just, safer and equitable for the working women of India. Joining me this evening, Devina Gupta, Deputy Editor of The Mint. She is one of the journalists who's reported on this 70% surge across top companies. We have Vishal Kedia, Porsche expert and founder of Comply Karo. We have Priyanka Sinha, partner at the law firm ANP Partners. Urvashi Varma, talent acquisition leader, Dr. Ranjana Kumari, a women's rights activist and Kumar Mayank, founder of leading HR and payroll software company. Thank you very much, uh, all of you, for joining us. On this edition of We the People, Devina Sen Gupta, I want to come to you first since this is your story in the Mint, um, uh, you know, on, on the basis of which several questions really need to be asked. According to uh, the reports that you've analyzed, companies, and these are the biggest companies in India across banking and IT, are reporting a 70% surge in sexual harassment cases. Right. So at first glance, the numbers are very shocking, right? Because in FY23, uh, when you compare it with the fiscal before, the 70% surge just when companies have started going back to offices is, again, a horrifying number. But when you talk to people who are working on diversity councils, who are working with companies on how to increase the awareness, they say this also speaks of uh, not just awareness of what harassment is about, but also uh, redress in mechanisms where the employee feels safe to go and raise their objection on a platform. So this can be looked at in both ways, but nevertheless, the fact that the numbers are rising is a worrying threat. 
you know, I want to begin by asking you then, Vishal Kedia, you know, the fact that these numbers are rising is a worrying trend. And while, you know, we've looked at the other side of it, which means that women are, you know, perhaps more emboldened in, you know, coming forth and reporting and fighting for their rights, it also raises questions on what this means for the culture of the workspace. In a in a situation where post-pandemic, now most people are back to work, we are seeing this sudden surge. So I think it's a good trend. Uh, sexual harassment has been happening since time immemorial. So I think so. it's been happening all along. I think what one should look at it is positively that women are coming forward. And I believe that more women coming forward will actually ensure that the number of instances of sexual harassment happening will actually go down because this will act like a deterrent. So yes, complaints will go up, but I believe from a behavioral perspective, I think so things will improve. No, but you know, the, the question then, uh, Priyanka Sinha, if I can bring you into the conversation, is to what end? You know, you, you're seeing a spike in complaints and as Vishal says, it's a positive trend because it means that more people are coming forth to register their complaints and therefore, you know, hopefully those complaints are met with some kind of justice. The question is, with complaints piling up, is our law capable enough to actually make sure that the complainants get justice because what the Supreme Court has said is that it's a sorry state of affairs as far as implementation of Porsche is concerned in India. So I agree with you there. Since 2013 till now, it's been about 10 years uh, since the act has come into place and ever since Vishakha guidelines were even, which is about what, what, 25 years. So if you look at uh, how Porsche is really played, uh, I see there are certain lapses, which is with respect to uh, now COVID, uh, the, the entire the, the, the outbreak of COVID happened. There's work from home, which is happening now. So the whole fact that, you know, people are working from home, these these situations are not covered on the erstwhile provisions of the provisions, the, the existing provisions of uh, Porsche. So that's one concern which is there. Apart from that, which I also feel uh, reporting, which is happening, which is a great, uh, which is a trend that people are coming forward. But periodic check is something which needs to be done. That And and it's not a matter of, uh, it's not for the HRs to really look into it or for the legal managers. I feel the leaders now, to re- now really need to uh, take a plunge and say that, yes, it should be a no tolerance policy. So I think that's, that's the check one should really... Uh, that should be the uh, the way forward. You know, well, well, you're you're putting the onus on leaders to sort of lead by example. You know, to make examples of how cases like this are dealt with. And just speaking of those examples, the two examples that I cited in my introduction, which is say the the Priya Ramani case, or what has most recently happened in the wrestlers' agitation. We've seen India's top wrestlers take to the streets and. Uh, you know, demand justice against sexual harassment at the workplace. And that's, you know, if you if you look at how that plays out as an example, it's really not one to go by. Uh, but, you know, if, if I can just understand from you, uh, Urvashi Varma, and we'll talk a little more about, you know, what the wrestler's agitation and what message that has sent across. Uh, but Urvashi Varma, the trend at the moment appears to be online and offline. Most companies prescribe to a hybrid work model. But, the complaints of sexual harassment are not just from employees who are working offline, but even employees who are working online. And that's been one of the most shocking aspects of the story, hasn't it? Yeah, so harassment could be online or offline or anything. It doesn't matter. 
because when people are you know having different ways of harassing uh, their peers or other employees in the organization it only matters that how the internal you know uh, complaint committee the icc is taking a step towards that they should be educated enough they should be sensitized sensitized enough to understand what is the you know cause of this harassment why this is happening how this is happening and then take the right measure uh, measures to address that problem so uh, you know it is basically a very high responsibility of icc to make sure there is no misreportings happening because there are a number of report uh, reports happening which is a very good thing and encouraging thing you know women's are and empowering other women presenting those examples internally within the organization see hey i reported this and i got this solution now you can also report this if you are facing reporting on behalf of each other so this is definitely encouraging but icc is having a very great responsibility here and they should be you know trained and sensitized enough to take the right measurement to address the issues you know there's been uh, kumar mank if i can bring you in here there's been a lot of discussion and debate in fact the supreme court recently refused to entertain a pil which actually uh talked about what is the protection that has been given to those who are witnesses um and the supreme court's refused to intervene uh you know anecdotally as somebody who understands how this works how important is it that stakeholders like witnesses in these complaint cases are actually protected from any kind of vindictive action especially at the behest of peers or seniors well i think it's very impertinent that they are protected and i'll give you a good reason for this uh the trend and the the article itself says 70% increase uh in the cases if you look at the redressal that happened in FY22 it was 95% right coming to uh FY23 it went down to 90% and it's not the it's the percentage of 5% but in silos every case matters right so if there's increase in you know redressal not happening right then people start feeling that they're not protected enough and in turn there are more cases that are being reported and people are still and women at work are feeling more unsafe so i think it's very important that redressal should be attempted and protection should be given uh you know devina as somebody who's looked at the data and you know you've arrived at these figures basis companies reports and their filings and you've sort of analyzed the data is there information available in the public domain of how many of these cases are actually concluded closed justice been served action been taken i mean is any of that uh data which is not necessarily so objective available yes so from the annual reports of uh, about 23 of the top 30 publicly traded companies in india about 600 plus cases have already been um, concluded of fy23 now we do not know whether these 600 cases were the rolling on cases of the previous fiscal and if you compare it to fy22 which is the fiscal before about 400 cases have already been concluded so yes the companies do also mention how many cases were resolved but what we don't know is whether they belong to the cases of that year or the year before now typically cases take i mean uh typically the timeline is about 90 days as per the guidelines but companies often conclude before that all right so that's interesting to note as well uh vishal kedia if i can just come to you at the moment you know there is this is also a show where we hope uh to you know educate people about what needs to be done if you are actually being harassed at the workplace now you know we know that companies with more than 10 employees are supposed to have an internal complaints committee this is supposed to be headed by a woman they're supposed to be an independent member we have we have all of that information in fact we just put out that graphic on our screen as well for the benefit of our viewers but i want to just ask you to 
to put it very plainly and simply for somebody who's watching this show and is going through a uh, sexual harassment in the workplace what are the do's and don'ts and how should one be approaching it so i think most of the organizations have to display the contact details of their committee members within the organization so in that sense uh, from a legal standpoint they should approach the internal complaint committee directly but what we've seen is in practice is most of the organization or the women in the organization would either reach out to somebody in the leadership team or hr and then they internally guide them with regards to making a complaint to the internal complaint committee now having said that there could be a possibility that the organizations need to have an internal complaint committee because they have more than 10 employees but they don't have an internal complaint committee so to resolve that issue the government has also made a local complaint committee in every district so if you are harassed by an employee of an organization which does not have 10 employees or if you are harassed by an employee of an organization which has more than 10 employees they should have a committee but they don't have a committee then you are well within your rights to go and complain to the local complaint government local complaint committee which the government has formed in every district and the information about this local complaint committee can be obtained from the district collector's office but this process is 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 a tough one it's already intimidating enough for somebody who's going through uh uh you know who somebody who's already facing this kind of harassment and looking for options i want to understand from you priyanka sinha what about companies that have more than 10 employees but bra- you know brazenly continue to disregard the fact that they need to have internal complaint committees i mean the supreme court most recently has uh, highlighted this as an issue they've in fact issued a notice to the government to several bodies to get an update on what the status is of these internal complaint committees how do you deal with organizations who don't comply there is this compliance which is also mandatory which talks about having workshops in organizations yes yes uh, which is a very important thing i think it's not something that you do only once a year it could be something which could be an offline and an online process it could be an orientation it could be part of the orientation program especially uh, when uh, freshers are being recruited by by a company so that there is more awareness about it and it's a constant process uh, it's and also where i feel probably there's one thing which could come into place like you have a grievance redressal officer the concept is there and it's it's something which companies usually adhere to so when i meant by periodic checks it's before the reporting it's it's when an aggrieved person or somebody who's been abused the comfort that one gets to reach out to an icc committee hmm. so if there is a periodic check i think that would lead to people uh, going and lodging the complaints hmm. so i think that's where you know people are more empathetic to hearing what the what the issue is about so that's what i said that it should not be just restricted to to an hr or or the icc uh, that's where i meant where the leaders really need to play a role where the promoters need to ensure that it's a no tolerance you know, policy you know be that as it may priyanka that is a bit of an ideal kind of a situation that you're talking about i mean in in a lot of these situations leaders are either complicit or accused uh, so you know just expecting that this is going to be a top down approach that will work is is a bit of an But idealistic situation should, isn't it urvashi urvashi do you want do you want to come in here i mean can this really it's be a self started mechanism because i mean i'm sure as somebody who works in this space you would probably know anecdotally better than most that it is sometimes people in top leadership positions who either are complicit or accused 
Yeah, this could be. I, you are rightly said. This is a very ideal situation where leaders are involved. Leaders can be, you know, showcasing the right culture to their team members, to the organization, and let them know that what behavior is expected out of uh, them as an employee in an organization. But in each particular case, I think employees should be empowered to reach out to ICC instead of their leaders, because sometimes, as you rightly said, leader the leaders themselves could be an ex accused, and most of the time. leaders are not very comfortable making any comment because this is very you know a critical situation and they are not very sure they are not those trained people who are going to make any decision out of this so better to encourage employee to reach out to icc or maybe the hr uh, at the second level but leaders sometimes are not the right people to reach out for these critical situations so actually you 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 both are saying completely you both are saying completely different things but uh, kumar mank if i can just come to you at the moment to get a sort of an understanding on you know what can we do better does the mechanism need to further improve in order to ensure that justice is served because what we are seeing is this trend uh like many of you agree it's an it's an encouraging trend that more people are reporting but just because more people are reporting complaints of sexual harassment doesn't necessarily mean that the workplace is more just more equitable or safer uh well i'll have two takes to it because the report specifically cites 23 of the 30 sensex uh yes. companies yes uh we work with smbs 2000 smbs use our platform and they work they have a help desk system where a posh can get reported i mean apart from managing the entirety of leave and attendance and everything uh in the overall scenario there's definitely an increase in the reporting now this is important and that's part one because reporting is happening now again as a vendor i can't intervene in many of these cases but what i'm realizing and because i go into many pitches uh all these uh small medium businesses they are now looking at a change of hands where generation 1 is giving the exchange of hands to generation 2 now this new generation is more a beat about taking these issues very seriously in fact they would want everything very anonymous handling it they are requesting us to form the policies wherein we reach out the experts here on the call but yes it is happening and we are seeing 70% of our tool uptake in very new age organizations where the newer generation wants these uh, tools there of reporting and i think it's a good trend to have all right uh, you know like i said if you go by what the examples is and you know a lot of these things are of course the the identity of the complainants are you know kept under wraps uh, there are several rules and regulations that govern the privacy of these individuals but those stories or those complaints that actually you know in a certain sense grab national headlines whether it is you know what happened in the wrestlers protest and i bring that story back to the fore once again because it's the most recent story of a case like this and you know just the manner in which it was dealt with ranjana kumari is back with us uh, ranjana kumari i want to ask you at a time when we are seeing a surge in sexual harassment cases i mean the whole conversation here has been around the fact that while this is an encouraging trend that more people are coming out and reporting it also raises several questions on whether justice is actually being met to the number of people who are coming out and reporting and in that in that sort of a conversation how do we look at this recent wrestlers protest i mean what has happened is out there in the public domain where the investigation stands is out there in the public domain and the brazenness of the accused is out there in the public domain 
Well, absolutely. I think uh, you've raised a very, very important point that how many women are really getting justice. And I'm coming from an experience of 40 different Government of India and private sector committees that our organization represents in. So the problem is that, you know, this body has only mandatory uh, and refer referral power that, you know, once you do the investigation, you can just say that you found the person guilty or not, or, or the complainant has been able to establish her complaint or not. And after that, the actual action has to be taken by the company's HR or, you know, the government of India's department's uh, head uh, and other people. Now, in that case, mostly the women are called back to either compromise or to say that, you know, you take a transfer or, you know, why don't you move to another department? So basically, the brunt of uh, the whole thing falls on the women herself. So that's one one thing where we have, we are not seeing the justice in the way that it should be, and so so it emboldens the perpetrator of this yes. crime that is in the office. If they are already uh, committing this crime, they get much more emboldened by this kind of a decision. They know that nothing is going to happen. And second thing that you know, all the uh, male colleagues of such people get together, and in some sense or the other. Now I'm talking about very high committees of government of yes. India where we are members. On the committee, whether it is, you know, RBI, SBI, you know, all lots of such police institutions and home ministry and so many, many others. So I think it's important that, you know, more complaint means more harassment is also happening. It's yes. not that women are finding it very, uh, you know, friendly environment because sure. after complaining, they are the ones who are getting penalized by and large. So the justice still is evading women. And you can see clearly in the wrestler's case that they are still struggling to get justice and everything is open right. you know it should have been open and shut and he should have been punished but that's not what happened well i think you know i'm afraid i'm completely out of time but from this conversation uh, there has been uh, an encouraging trend as far as women coming out and reporting but i think we still have miles to go uh, in order to ensure that justice is actually served and the workplace for women is more equitable and safe. I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you all very much for joining us on this edition of We the People. Good night. <laughs>